Praise the Lord. We're talking about connections. Connections. It's so important that we have connections. And I think actually this is our third or fourth week that we've been studying this subject. Connections. And today we're going to talk, we're going to begin at least talking about friends, having those right connections. We are created to impact and influence others. You and I are here to make a difference. Say, I'm here to make a difference. Come on, say it real bold. Say, I'm here to make a difference. We're here to impact people, to influence people. And we're just reviewing a little bit here. A happy and fulfilling life is about giving, not just getting. So many people, they feel like, okay, well, if I can just get enough, I'll be happy. If I can just get the right car, if I can get the right spouse, if I can get the right, you know, whatever it is, the house, the car, the right job, if I can just get enough money, I'll be happy. No, I've been around people and so have you, people that have all those things and they're not happy. There's only one thing that makes you happy and that's Jesus and that's letting him use you to be a blessing to others. Yeah. Say, Jesus, make me a blessing. Well, I lost a few on that one, but I'll take it. A happy and fulfilling life is about giving, not just getting. We live to give. I live to be a blessing. I live to love others. I live to impact others' lives, not just what can I get out of this life. That's the flesh, and that's selfish, and that's what the devil tells us. Yeah. God created us for relationship. We used it last week, the fact that every time you look at your belly button, you need to know and remember that you and I were created for connection. We are created to be connected to people, connected to God for sure, through Jesus. The only way is through Jesus, God the Father, through Jesus the Son, and having the Holy Spirit living within us. Jesus is the best friend that you and I could ever have, isn't He? Yes. We're created to have a relationship with the Father God, with the Lord Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, and then we're created to have fellowship and relationship with one another. We're created to have relationship with His body also, aren't we? Yes. Yes. Amen. And you and I are created, now listen to me now, and we'll see how far we get with this today, but we're created to be in relationship to some degree with people who are not yet Christians. Yes. How do we go fishing unless we go out where there's some fish right now we have to be careful about that those people should not have the most influence in our life those people should not be the closest people in our life it's important even jesus he had the three peter james and john <clears throat> excuse me right then there were the 12 then there were the 70 and then there were the multitudes we deal with people every day don't we if you don't deal with people every day, well, how do you know? And now I understand it's easier today. You can just, you know, double click and you can put your credit card in and you can buy stuff and you can have food delivered and you can have your clothes laundered and you can have, you know, you can buy a car and have that car delivered. You can do everything pretty much <clears throat> and not have to actually do things face to face with people very much. But we're losing something by always doing that. God created us for relationship, for fellowship. And to be a success in life, you and I are going to need to learn how to deal with people. Yes. You say, that doesn't sound very spiritual. Talk to me about God's love. Talk to me about heaven. Talk to me about healing or, you know, God's blessing. And well, you, part of the blessing and really to walk in the blessing of God here on planet Earth and be the blessing God's called us to be, we are going to have to learn to deal with people 
not just people that are exactly like you and exactly like me. Have you noticed there's no one quite like you? None of us can accomplish all of God's plan without others helping us. The same applies to us individually. The same applies to your business. The same applies at your work. The same applies in this church. We will not, Cindy and I, will not accomplish the plan of God without other people's help. And sometimes I'm slow to ask for it because I just think, well, you know, uh, everybody is busy and, and like that. But understand, we need one another. And we will not be everything God called us to be. We will not do everything God called us to do. You and your family, your marriage, us as a church, unless we have the right people around us. The right people around us will help us to do God's good plan. Notice I said the right people around us. Now, you and I, we can change and we can become those right people. But it's important that we have right relationships. We need the right people. It will take a group effort to accomplish God's plan. Why would you do it alone? Why would we want to do God's plan alone? And that's the thing, and we're not going to get to it very much today. But, but uh, you become, as you grow in a certain area, then you, become a, you can become a mentor to someone else. And you bring them along. You teach them. You help them. Remember last week we talked about the four men who let the paralyzed man down in front of Jesus. They wanted their friend to be healed so badly, they tore off the roof. I wonder what the homeowner's insurance, you know, when the guy filed the claim, it's like, what happened? Well, you know, I was having this meeting and Jesus was there and there's a whole bunch of people. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden it was full. And all of a sudden, well, these people tore a hole in my roof. Well, did you get their name? No, as far as I know, you know, Doc, Curly, Larry, I don't know what their names were. They were just four guys. They just let this guy down and he got healed. And then he took up his bed and he walked off too. And so I, I really don't even know who he was. Those unnamed people held the key to that man's miracle and sometimes we think oh well God only uses the big names in the body of Christ no God uses the the unnamed more than he uses the big names now thank God God uses the big names but there's a whole bunch of unnamed people that get people in front of the big names sometimes you understand what I'm saying Mother Teresa said, A day lived without doing something good for others is a day not worth living. You and I, we are the body of Christ. We looked at it. This is all still review. <laughs> That's probably about as far as we're going to get today, review. Hebrews 10, it said, Let us think of ways to motivate others to acts of love and good works. Let us think of ways to motivate. Really, we need to start with ourselves. What can I do? How can I be a blessing? How can I love my spouse better? How can I love my children better? How can I be a better employee? How can I be a better employer? And then how can I be an example? How can I encourage? And that's not just, you know, sometimes people would read something like this and you go motivate others and you go, all right, I'm just going to go motivate that preacher. I'm going to go tell him, pastor, you need to do this. And that's not what that's talking about. Right? Having connection. No one lives their life just unto themselves. Each one of us influences others every day, either good or bad. As a Christian, we are called to influence people for good. Their eternal destiny is dependent upon it. <clears throat> now, 
I'm going to get I'm going to get through these. Uh, we'll just we'll just get this far. All right. Out of relationship with someone would flow fellowship. Fellowship is simply spending time together, getting to know that other person. Out of fellowship, out of spending time together, flows intimacy. It's just like this. You can be married, you know, and you can say, well, yeah, I'm married. But if you never come home and you never speak to one another, you never talk to one another, and, you know, there's no fellowship, there's going to be no intimacy there. And it's the same. There's a lot of people that say, well, I'm a Christian, but they never get around other believers. Y'all are here today. You can say amen. Right? You say, well, you know, I, I'm, I can watch Brother Doodad online and he's a better preacher than you are. Isn't that wonderful? Aren't we blessed today to have that? Thank God. But still, Hebrews 10, it still says that we come together. We are a body. We need one another. The body of Christ is missing a part if you and I aren't there. Hallelujah. How do we have that fellowship? We have to show up. Show up at home. Right? Be there for your kids. Show up for your spouse. Come on. Are you still with me? Did you go home already? Getting to know that other person well, that takes time. That takes effort, doesn't it? So there's just three types of relationships. I'm going to get these out and... um, then we'll pick it up here next week probably, all right? Because we have some other things we're going to do today. Generally, we experience three types of relationships. Number one, I know you probably won't be too excited about this one. Those people that dislike you. Yeah. Oh, no. But to know me is to love me, right? The problem is they just don't take the time to get to know me. It may take them a long time. Come on, those that would dislike us. A few people may even despise you. Now, don't get your self-worth from these people. Right? Some people would call these enemies. No matter how nice you are. No matter how much you try to walk in love, some people are just not going to like you. Say, Pastor, what a downer. (laughs) Man, so what do we do? There's only, how many people do we actually control? Well, we're trying to control one, right? I'm working on controlling one. That's me. No matter how nice you are, I cannot control them. I cannot control their attitude. I cannot control what they believe. But I can control me. And I can control my reaction. And I can control my attitude. And I can control my love walk towards that person. We walk in love with them how? By faith. We walk in love how? By faith. How? By faith. That means I may not feel it. That means I may not want to do it. But according to the Word of God, I am to love everybody. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to be my best friend. They're not. That doesn't mean that I'm going to get my self-worth. That doesn't mean that I'm going to let them ruin my day because they're upset 
you know, that I took their parking place that they thought their name was on or whatever it is. Come on. People get upset today over the smallest little thing. It's like, well, you know, well, you looked at me wrong. Well, I'm sorry. This is the only look I got. Come on. Don't let them determine your self-image. Where do we get our self-image? I am in Christ. I am. The Word of God tells me. The Word of God, it's a mirror. I look into the mirror and I see who I am through the mirror of the Word of God. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. And I can do what God says I can do. No more, no less. That is the definition of true humility. Some people we're exposed to every day. And we have no choice, the people we're exposed to sometimes. Maybe it's that person at work or that person, you know, that you just think, well, what did I ever do to you? I mean, I don't even know you, and you're giving me all this. I mean, all I did was walk in and smile at you, and then you're just going off. You know, many times, now I'm not giving you a pass. Sometimes it is you, but many times it's not you. It's just them. It's just the person before that they just talked to or the thing they're going through, that, that, that uh, trial or that test or that thing that they're going through, that they have no answer, that they're discouraged, they're depressed. Maybe even some would be, you know, thinking about ending their life or whatever it is. They are going through something. And so don't take it personal. Now, if you've done something to offend that person, then what do we do? We say... I'm sorry. Please forgive me. That's up to us. Now, whether they actually do it or not, that's up to them. Is that right? We have no choice. We are salt and light. And we're on planet Earth to help harvest people, to bring in people, to love people, so people can see what Jesus is truly like. And so don't, just because somebody gets mad at you, or don't, don't let five minutes of a day or two minutes of a day or one person's attitude towards you in that day convince you that you've had a rotten day and let it be a rotten day because of that one person that may be yielding to the flesh or yielding to the devil. Come on, don't do it. Matthew 5, are you ready for some scripture? Matthew 5 and verse 42 says, No more tit-for-tat stuff. Live generously. In other words, that, you know, that tit for tat. It's like, all right, if you treat me bad, I'm going to treat you times 10 bad. You know people like that? I do. Yeah. And here's the deal about that. You know, you don't have to correct them. You don't have to make sure they get their harvest. They're going to get their harvest on their own by their own life choices. Unless they repent their eyes be open and that's really what we pray that's what love would do love would pray lord i don't want them to get a bad harvest i want them to be forgiven no more tit for tat stuff live generously you're familiar with the old written law love your friend and this unwritten companion hate your enemy jesus said i'm challenging that i'm telling you to love your enemies What's Jesus' word to you today? I'm telling you, say me. me. I'm te- I got about half of you. I'm telling you to love your enemies. That's hard. 
I mean, I've had friends even, people that, you know, and they, they do something, and you think, well, man, and the, you know, several years ago, we just had started the church. I didn't even thought about this story, but I'm going to tell it. Uh, several years ago, we were hired, we hired a youth pastor, and he was going to come up. Well, a friend of ours, someone I was, I mean, I really trusted and thought was very close to me. Well, well after he found out I had hired him, well, then he called him, wanted him to go to work for him. And I was like, wait a minute, I thought you were my friend. I mean, does that sound like what a friend would do? So I was hurt. But what would love do? Love would forgive. And really, we talked about it, but we never did it. We tried to figure out what kind of gift we could send to the man. But after the guy, after the youth pastor worked for me for a while, I really wished he would have hired him instead of me. Oh, my. So maybe he was being my friend. And I was just too dense to understand it at the time. Hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. You know, you and I were enemies to God. But Jesus loved us. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. Somebody says something or does something, or they treat you bad, don't you just want to... I'll just tell you, bless God, you, know, you, you think that, but let me tell you how it really is. I'm about to tell you how the cow ate the cabbage, brother. Let them bring out what? The best in you. Sometimes church will do that even. And that person you know that just kind of rubs your fur the wrong way, they sit over there and you sit over here. You know, and I, yeah, yeah, you know. We're never going to be best friends. Well, you know, like they say, if it rubs the fur the wrong way, maybe you need to turn the cat around. And I have a minister that I know, he said, in, he said, you know, and he was a traveling guy, and, and he went around lots of places and ministered a lot, and, you know, typically pastors try to treat the traveling guys nice and put them in a nice place and, you know, feed them a nice meal. And he said, I was so nice. And he said, you know, and when they take me to the nice restaurant, and, and if the waitress forgot my, my tea, you know, he liked sweetened teas from the South. He said, if she didn't bring sweetened tea, you know, I didn't complain. I was just real kind, and I said, you know, Ma'am or sir, you know, you forgot this, and would you please? And you know, he said, I, I thought my love walk, I thought, man, my love walk was up here. But what happened was, is then uh, he married a lady who had two daughters. And they were living in a motorhome, traveling around preaching. He said, and you know, a little bitty space, he said, oh, man, oh, man. My love walk was nowhere near I thought it was. And we've all been there. Sometimes we think, I'm doing pretty good until somebody says something or does something or something happens. I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst one. Someone gives you a hard time. Respond with the energies of prayer. 
Lord, get him. <laughs> That's what you want to pray, isn't it? You know, God doesn't even hear that prayer. Does he? So, you know, and, and I've been mad enough. Sometimes I wish he would hear it. But he doesn't even hear that prayer. Respond with the energies of prayer when someone gives you a hard time. For then you are working out of your own true self, your God-created self. In other words, we're working out, we're operating out of the heart. We're operating out of faith. We're operating out of love, not out of our flesh. Amen. This is what God does. This is what God does. You and I are called to be Christ-like, aren't we? This is what God does. He gives His best, the sun to warm and the rain to nourish, to everyone regardless of the good, the bad, the nice, and the nasty. You say, well, I know some people and they qualify because they're just nasty. Well, I'm not saying we need to be best friends with them, but we are called to love them. You know, I, we didn't get very far. I need to quit right here. Ben Franklin, he said this, Be civil to all, sociable to many, familiar with few, friend to one, and enemy to none. There may be some people that would say they are my enemy, but they are not my enemy back. You understand what I'm saying? People that have said things, done things, people that, that are, you know, but I choose to not make them my enemy. I choose to pray for them. Lord, I pray the eyes of their understanding be open. Lord, I pray they have space to repent. Lord, I pray that you would help them. Lord, heal them of those hurts, Lord. You know why people do things? It's because they're hurt, because they're angry, because things have happened to them. Yes. You and I are called to be salt and light. We're called to make a difference. We're called to be friends with people. Now, let me just tell you this. There are different levels of friendship. And I thought we'd get to all that today, but we're not going to. There are different levels. Some people we love at a distance. Be careful the people you allow closest to you because those people will impact your life the most. I'm not saying we put a wall up around and we never allow anyone to be close to us. No, God's called you to connect, not to be a hermit. But be careful the people that you allow closest to you, especially those that speak into your life. This, uh, uh, we'll just close here. I'm sure this will help you remember. Now, we're all part of the body of Christ and we, we love by faith and we impact other people's lives but there are certain we're, there's people that will be closer to than other people right you understand this Pastor Willie George this is his example so I give him all the credit and if you don't like this we'll give him all the blame too alright he said there's a reason why your nose is up here and your armpits over here Those two don't, they're, they're not called to have close fellowship. Now they're both in the body. Is that right? They're both an important part of the body. Aren't they? 
I mean, without an armpit, well, you don't have an arm, and you know, it's important to have an arm, right? Without a nose, you can't smell what's cooking or, you know, the bacon or what's burning. Is that right? So, so the point of it is, is even though we're called to love everyone, sometimes we love them at a distance. Thank God. I'm glad that Jesus loved me into loving him. I'm glad I'm called into relationship with him. I'm glad I'm called into fellowship with him. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, today's your day. I want to pray with you. God loves you so much. He's an incredible God. He cares about you so much. He sent Jesus, his very own son, his one and only, the only one who ever lived perfect upon this earth. And he did it for you and for me. It's a divine exchange. He took my sin. I take his right standing with God. It's real simple. Jesus said you must be born again. That doesn't mean we go back into our mother's womb. That means our spirit man, our heart is born again. It's changed. We accept Jesus as our Lord. And he gives us a new spirit on the inside, a new heart. It's real simple. We pray and we believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and Jesus is alive and we call him Lord. And the Bible says that Jesus will come and live on the inside of us. So pray with me. You all believe what we're doing. Let's pray together. Pray this out loud. Something like this. It doesn't have to be these exact words, but just mean it from your heart. Just say, God in heaven, I come in Jesus' name, and I believe with all my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that Jesus is alive, and Jesus is Lord. Lord Jesus, call Him Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord. I will serve you all the days of my life. Fill me now and every day with your Holy Spirit to overflowing lead me and guide me in your perfect plan I submit to you I love you Jesus you are my Lord now just thank him thank you Lord God you're my Lord Jesus you're my Lord thank you Father God Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord now if you're watching today or you're listening on the podcast find a group of people that believe the Bible, that preach the Bible, that you can fellowship with. They're not going to be perfect. Some, they're, they're all going to look different than you. They're gonna, there's going to be all kinds of people that look different ways. And some, you know, you look at them and you think, Dear Lord, you need more of Jesus. Well, they may look at us the same way and say, Dear Lord, they need more of Jesus. And that's right, we do. But you find a group and get in there and love them and grow together. Amen. And encourage one another and pray for one another. It's important.